Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment, where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom Podcast. I'm Alexa. I am Ambrosia. Hello, everybody. Hello, and we are joined today by a beautiful soul, starseed astrologer, Miss Tracy Sell. Hi, Tracy. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. We're excited to have you. It's really cool. We, You and I did an interview um, a while ago for Positive Head when I was hosting on that podcast. And, um, and it was fascinating and so beautiful to connect with you. So it's so awesome to reconnect now on this podcast and time has passed. You were just catching us up on, you know, some things that have progressed for you and would love if you could just tell the audience a little bit about yourself and, uh, also a little bit about starseed astrology. If people don't know the difference. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I am an astrologer first and foremost, but I specialize in star markings and confirmation of those star markings um, and also natal chart interpretation. Um, And, um, you know, we all specifically chose where, when, and with whom within our soul family to incarnate based on our soul's karmic needs and where we're at in terms of our soul's evolution. Um, and when I'm looking at a star seeds chart, this also has to do with incarnating to experience specific things in order to carry out our divine mission here in the age of Aquarius. And um, each of those individual missions are profound um, because each starseed is here to assist in this ascension process. You know, as we have been moving out of the astrological age of Pisces and the Piscean delusions and fog um, have been lifted, you know, a lot of things are coming to light and um, um, coming into awareness. Right. And so we're moving into the age of Aquarius where more spirituality, more technology, uh, knowing thyself, those things are, you know, coming to the forefront. And a lot of people are in a state of unawareness of how powerful they truly are. Um, and, um, so yeah, so that's what I do. I specialize in that stuff. Um, and I guess a little side note about me specifically, you asked about me and I just jumped right into that. Um, so I do the astrology. I do natal chart readings um, from home, uh, record files and send them or do phone call readings. I'm also a Reiki practitioner. Um, I'm an artist, um, painter and a glass blower. So I just do all kinds of random things. But uh, <laughs> you blow glass. Yeah, I've been doing that since like 2011. 
I've um, been obsessed with that show on Netflix. It's like blown away. It's like a glass yeah. blowing competition show. And I'm just like, yeah. this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. I can't believe people do this. It's amazing. So that's very cool. Yes. Yeah, so that's that's soft glass. And uh, they, you know, the real long stick and they put the glass in a regular fire and it, it's enough to melt it hot enough. Um, but I'm a flame worker. So I work on a torch, uh, propane and oxygen, and it's hot enough to melt the glass. And I, I live in Asheville, you know, it's really, um, arts and crafts kind of area. You know what I mean? People come here to eat, drink and look at mountain artists and stuff. So I do the festivals and things like that. And I make like hanging orchid planters and apothecary jars and smaller things, you know, not like those huge vases and fine art things, but, um, yeah. So, but astrology and the, the star markings and awakening people to their divine path, divine mission is, um, really my passion. And one of the things that I get the most from is, um, the fact that, uh, astrology and psychology go hand in hand, in my opinion, in that one of the most specific things that I can see in the chart is let's say that, um, you know, because your natal chart, if, if you guys aren't aware, anybody that's watching isn't aware, you know, this is a snapshot of the sky immediately above where you were born based not only on your birthday and time of birth, but also location. So latitude and longitude. And this chart is the map of your soul. It shows everything about you, um, your perception of your nurturing that you received as a child, the loss of a parent, um, you know, the way that you function in love and in relationships and, and the, your deepest soul wound that you're carrying over from previous incarnations, that there will be things that you can recognize and identify as things that you deal with in your current life that constantly present themselves to you as a challenge that when it shows in your chart, that this is something you're carrying over from previous incarnations this deep soul wound is actually one of the areas in which you have the greatest ability to heal other people, because why wouldn't you have a profound ability to heal in an area where you are wounded, right? If you don't resonate with something on a deep level, you're not going to be able to have as much um, power of healing spoken word towards that thing, right? And so, um, so let's say that, you know, in uh, a particularly rough childhood, which is very common for me to see in a star siege chart, especially someone who has marks of mastership indicating what an old soul they are. So what I will see uh, and be able to identify is that they chose to incarnate and experience these things within their soul group. Um voluntarily um, to break that negative cyclical karmic family pattern so that the people in their soul group moving forward, children that they have, their children that their children have, moving so on and so forth, um, aren't held down by those chains. And this goes hand in hand with psychology because you can talk to a therapist, right, and tell them what you've experienced and the pain that you feel from that and how that resonates through your whole life. And they're going to say, okay, and how does that make you feel? And you're going to say, well, you know, sad or pissed off or, you know, <laughs> hurt or it affects the way I love in this way, right? 
you know, and they'll validate you and, and give you ways to deal and things like that. But then there's still this sense of victimization almost as to, okay, but why me? Like, why did I have to go through that? Or why didn't I have the kind of life that I witnessed my best friend having? Or, and now I'm the one that has to deal with these wounds and these traumas and these triggers, right? So it gives you power. It allows you to take power over those things because of your mastership, you know, because when you are then thinking of possibly maybe having children, you are aware of the fact that when I have children, I know I'm going to do this differently. Or when I have children, I know that I'll make sure they never feel this way, whatever, even if this has to do with something deeper like addiction or -hmm. something like that, which is a a karmic family pattern. And so oftentimes I will see people who then tell me that they did struggle with addiction at some point. Uh, Those people also have like marks of the healer in their chart. They do have those marks of mastership, um, so on and so forth. So that's one of the most gratifying things for me is giving people power over traumas and and things like that. What are the, I, I love that. And I'm curious, what are these marks when you're talking about like marks of a healer or even like or marks of a master or even like how do you tell that somebody is because what you're alluding to or I think you already said it is like that in someone's chart you can look at it and see are you a star seed right mm-hmm. which is something that any single anytime we do any sort of Facebook live or Ambi, you go live or I go live, I, it's asked at least once, probably multiple times. Am I a star seed? Am I a star seed? Am I a star seed? I feel like people are obsessed with knowing am I a star seed? So one, how how do you see that in the chart? Okay. Now, just to speak on the fact that people are asking this, if people are asking, they most likely are because on I just looked at it's two 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 right now. <laughs> of course. Um, confirmation. And I hadn't looked at the time until now. Um, but this subconscious ringing of this, right? This, this is your higher self and an awareness that you have and that you know. And oftentimes when people are looking up things about starseed, you know, there's a checklist. 10, 10, re- or 10 ways you know you're a, you're a starseed if X, Y, Z. You know, you might be starseed if... You felt like a black sheep growing up. Um, And all of those things generally do ring true, especially things like being very intelligent, but having a difficult time with standardized schooling and things or paying attention in school. Um, A lot of starseed children are often um, labeled as ADD or ADHD, which is actually like attention dialed into higher dimensions. Mm, Um, And on higher self levels, they are largely aware of things that we're being taught in the textbooks are misconstrued or false altogether. And it's hard to pay attention to those things, hard to take in those things and, and try. You know what I mean? It, it's it's hard when you're trying to make the difference and, and uh, differentiate between your ego self and your higher self and, and heart and mind and body and soul and those things. It's a, it's a, strange mashup that we have to try and understand when we are trying to get in touch with all of our even just psychic intuitive abilities and that whole aspect of ourselves right and so now having to do with the markings specifically there's 360 degrees in the natal chart in the astrology wheel 
30 degrees in every house and only about six to sometimes eight numbers. I'd say sometimes certain people have a, a, and a lot of markings, there are a couple other critical numbers that they'll sometimes work through uh, that indicate that someone's starseed. And so generally what these things tie together with um, is numerology. So I would say that starseed astrology is a combination of astrology and numerology in that having marks of mastership in your chart being like a 22 well, 22 in numerology is also a master number, right? And so it may be the case that I see perhaps a 22 in someone's chart, but no other star markings. So then in my opinion, when looking at someone's chart, I would then not automatically assume, oh, just because this person has a mark of mastership, they're a star seed. There would also need to be other markings involved. However, they could that could uh, indicate what an old soul they are. There's other things if, if anybody that's watching this looks at their natal chart or has pulled up a natal chart on astro.com, you can do this, of course. And there's like that box at the bottom always that shows the grass, sun, moon, mercury, Venus, et cetera, mm. all listed there with the corresponding glyph or symbol to the left of the word. If you've ever noticed next to all the way to the right of then that that planet that's listed, there's a little R next to some of them. And that means uh, that planet is retrograde. Now, any planet retrograde in your natal chart is misuse of that planet's energy in a previous lifetime. So you're still working on mastering it. Uh And oftentimes when I see a mark of mastership in someone's chart, a 22, I will notice then also that they have zero planets retrograde. And this shows what an old soul they are. Now, something else that I can do within reading the chart is um, give some past life information. I can actually calculate the year that you died in your in your last lifetime. Um, that is amazing. And through a rabbit hole, funny story, love a good rabbit hole. Me, I mean, <laughs> um, I went in this whole ancestry.com building the tree thing. I don't know if you guys ever done that, but it's so fun because you, all you got to put in is a very little amount of information and it's like, ping, ping, ping. And it's just like, it it just starts building itself. Right. Um, well, let's say for example, I did a reading for someone a few days ago who, um, I calculated that they only, um, waited three years to incarnate again. They had passed away three years before they were born. So I say to that person, who died three years before you were born? Grandma, grandpa, a great grandparent. Um, and her specifically, it was three years. And she said, well, my my dad's mom died three years before I was born. And I said, okay, and what is your connection to her? And she said, well, my connection is that I'm named after her. She was actually an author and so am I. And everyone always says that um, I remind them of her, um, to which I would then reply, you are her. She is that same soul incarnate. Um, And that's not a very uncommon story for someone to be like, oh, I was named after my grandma, right? And people always say, I remind, I look just like her, all that Mm. stuff. And I would be willing to put money on it when that person comes across my path. Let me see your natal chart and the calculation will match the year that you passed away in your last life versus when she died. That's 
that's so wild. I'm sorry, Andy, if I jumped on you, but I just have to say this is because I totally forgot. So I, as I mentioned, I interviewed Tracy before this a couple years ago or a year and a half ago, something like that for another podcast. And she was so sweet afterwards. She was like, oh, I want to look at your chart, you know, like send me your chart after. And she, she gave me a reading, which was so blew me away and um, so detailed. And she said this same thing. You said the same thing. You said, um, and the, the crazy thing is, is before you said this, I had always had this weird, ever since I had my spiritual awakening, I had this hunch that I was that I was connected to my, um, my mom's Aunt Anne, who I was named after, who died right before I was born. And um, I never knew her, but everyone always said she was such an awesome woman. She had her own businesses. Like she just was really spunky. And um, and anyway, it was just this intuitive hit I always had. I was like, I don't even know this person. I just feel like there's some connection. And then you did the chart reading on me and you were like, it says that the last time you incarnated was in your, it was in your family, someone in your family. And it was in the, um, like the mid eighties, which was, you know, like right before I was born. So it's just funny that you bring that up because, uh, and I brought that up to my mom too. And we've talked about it and she's, she's like, well, you, you are very similar to her and you do have, so it's just crazy. Go ahead. Which by the way, just, just for confirmation, that calculation would not change even if like prior to this, our conversation, the hour that time, changed. that calculation stays the same. It's based on your prenatal solar eclipse. Wow. So there so you that go. Would stay true. Mm-hmm. That's Very so cool. awesome. Cool. I love That's that. one of my favorite things. I love that. I love that stuff. So awesome. Do you ever do children's natal charts? Oh, so often. Um, often usually I would say that it's, uh, the mom, it's just somebody who's reaching out to look for star markings uh, or confirmation or a natal chart reading. Um, and then after I do the readings, people always respond or to me via email or if it's on the phone, obviously there's just that, that banter right there. Um, but then they will ask, you know, do you do this for children? And my first response is, of course, because it's most uh, more times often than not if you are a starseed woman and you have children, that your children are also starseeded um, and vice versa. If I'm doing someone, you know, that's, let's say in their twenties or something uh, and they're starseeded, I will tell them, you know, um, one of your, one or both of your parents is starseeded. Uh, and then oftentimes they'll, you know, they'll, they'll submit for their parents then just to hear it as opposed to someone submitting for their children. But not only the starseed stuff, it really can give, a mother, a different kind of understanding of the way their child functions, you know, like a a one up or uh, the way that they operate in a certain way. It might shed some light, uh, maybe connected to a past life trauma, like I said, that they're carrying over from previous incarnations. And so that's something that And when I do readings, people give me zero information. You know, it's not like, oh, do a reading for my kid. They act like this, this, that, and the other. And I want to know this about, I go in, I I ask people not to tell me anything. I don't, the less I know, the better. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not trying to like, you know, toot my own horn or anything, but it's 98, 99% accuracy. And it's not like, I'm just like, oh, I'm 
psychically and some of the things, especially some past life information, I, I do channel and receive sudden jolts of insight, but it's a language, right? And if you understand the language and can speak the language, you know, well enough, like just to pull up a chart and not look anything up, you're just looking at the symbols and the lines and you're pulling all that information from that. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, it's been like a giant case study. I have zero doubts. If when I started studying astrology seven years ago, I had any doubts about any of it. I have zero doubts now about all of it <laughs> because it never fails, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it, it's, it's just, um, it's really cool for, to, to get them for children, especially when you can see, um, where their true souls desire for this incarnation, their North node is and what they mastered in past lives. And, um, you know, just, just all, all the same information that you can get from your chart, you get from their chart. And, and really a, a natal chart is, is extra specific to children because let's say, you know, we, the three of us are submitting for a natal chart. Obviously we weren't born yesterday or five years ago. So this has been our chart for a long time and we've probably overcome some of the challenges that we incarnated with. Right. And so that's when you can also look at a progress chart, which shows kind of where you're at now. Um, and there's actually when people have gotten starseed confirmations, I will tell them that the next step you can do is get a progress chart reading because there will be new star markings there. We don't always incarnate with all of our abilities and star markings readily available to us right away activations happen along the line because there may have been some things that we wouldn't even understand or be able to utilize or in the correct way even or, or comprehend uh, until we experience certain things. And so then those specific star markings were activated. Um, and you see that in the, in the progress chart. Wow. And can you see like a timeline of, of what the future holds in a needle chart for people or their general theme or? Yeah. So in terms of, I would think that a really good projection um, for future things, it, it would be a little bit more directional. When you're looking at what's coming, you're more so looking at transits, right? Mm -hmm. So you add the transits to the outside of the chart, which you have your natal wheel and then it shows where everything at in the current sky is in comparison to your natal wheel. Oh, wow. And so let's say something is transiting over a specific house, Uranus over the fourth, you may be making or thinking about making a move soon, right? Mm -hmm. um, like moving your home, right? right. And, you know, I say that to someone and they're like, that's crazy. I was thinking about picking up and moving to New Mexico and just getting out of here and mm -hmm. starting over, right? That kind of thing. Um but it can be helpful, uh, let's say, for example, the, the north node is in the fourth house, and which automatically places the south node in the um, tenth house. Because the north and south nodes, are you familiar with the north node? You ever heard this terminology? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the north and south node are the nodes of the moon. So they're always opposite of each other. Mm -hmm. And the north node is the true soul's desire for this life, the path you needed to follow for your development. And the south node is what you mastered in previous incarnations. And so north node in the fourth and south in the tenth is going to be someone who has like this 
internal pull between, okay, do I, do I build a family and have kids and do the home life thing? Or do I throw myself into a career, Mm. you know? And so when you can bring that up for somebody that should give them a little direction in towards of future movement, because they really should focus on structuring a home, building a home, putting down roots, nurturing a home, children, all of those things. Um, because in their previous incarnations, they didn't get to do that and they have that in them and wanted to, and they really just kind of threw themselves into their career. And, and that was where their focus was. doesn't mean you can't have a career. You can't do both things simultaneously, of course, especially if you're like a entrepreneurial working from home, badass mom that has four kids and keeps up a house and also does all her business stuff or goes to work and does the mom stuff like that. All of that's still possible. It's just best not to, and you could, of course, but you're not going to reach your, your true potential in terms of your, your next level up in your soul's development, um, unless you follow and develop that aspect of your soul that you hoped to develop, uh, prior to incarnating. I love that. I, I was thinking actually, when we were talking about the children, and like knowing what their north node is, it's it's powerful to know that about your children. I feel like because instead of this society that we lived in that says that gives you the blanket plan for everyone that says, okay, you go to school, then you go to college, then you get a job, like this is what you are supposed to do. And the reality mm-hmm. is like we're moving into this understanding that no, you don't have to do it that way. Either, in fact, there's many different ways people want to express and many different trajectories you can take. And some people don't want to go to college or need to go to college. Some people want to travel. Some people want to start their own businesses. Some people want to, you know. So if you can understand what your child's north note is for their lifetime, which is the, what they're they're here to do, feel like mm-hmm. that's you can so much better maybe like relax around the anxiety of what society tells you to do <laughs> yeah for them to do and really support them in following that yeah it's not for everybody the whole societal and there's a lot of societal pressure in and around that and of course it is for some people hey if you want to be a rocket scientist then you should probably go and get uh some uh degree and yeah. so that you can get a job or a doctor with rockets. <laughs> or a doctor or any of those things for sure um however people that are more drawn to um art or healing you know going to uh be certified for being a Reiki practitioner. Uh, and then maybe you want to add in past life regression and those kinds of things. That's all in the natal chart. If you have Pluto in the third house, you have literally power streaming from your hands. You have the ability to heal through your hands. Third house rules the hands. Pluto gives you power, uh, transformational abilities and qualities, wherever that is, you experience some profound things lessons and things in and around Pluto's placement as well. So it, every when you're interpreting a natal charter or learning the language, you you better know five keywords about every planet, every house, every sign. You know, so everything doesn't everything means multiple things, right? But one of those things is that uh the power to heal through the hands. And interestingly enough, even prior to me 
getting into astrology. I was always into it, but like, I mean, getting into it. Um, I always had this, and I had never received Reiki from anybody. So there would be no reason for me to feel as drawn as I did. Like it was just showing up everywhere for me. And I just felt like I want to be certified in Reiki. I want to be certified. I've never gotten Reiki. Why would I think I wanted to do it? And then come to find out after all the studying and things, I do have Pluto in the third house. Mm. So I am certified practitioner now and all those things, but you know, it was something that I had and that just, I read that and I was like, holy shit, you know, just, yeah. it gave me, com- you know what I mean? Like everything. Permission. Exactly. And then like past life regressionist, you know, um, certain people who have a lot of 12th house placements, the 12th house rules, the Akashic records, the Akashic records are held in the 12th house. And so people who have specific placements there have um, the ability to access the Akash. And so, you know, then you go to um, be trained for the, uh, being a past life regressionist and a Reiki practitioner. Uh, and you go on to become very successful working from home or even having a brick and mortar downtown somewhere where you do those things. People are constantly seeking those things out. Um, and going to college for that is not necessary. Um, you know, so it can really highlight people's strengths and abilities in a way where, uh, if you understand where their power lies, um, it can take a lot of that stress off of feeling like, oh, if he doesn't go to school, he's never going to get a good job or whatever. There's, mm. there's many ways to build a life, um, especially when you're doing something within divine timing and, and, and your innate abilities and things like that. And the more and more people utilize those abilities and step into their power and the more we normalize those things as they are becoming, I mean, the more and more people hear about past life regressionists, I'd say probably nine out of 10 times. Um, if someone hasn't heard about a past life regression, um, and then they're like, well, what is that? And I tell them they want to do that. Yeah. So people, <laughs> people <laughs> seek those things out, but we're not programmed for those things in society, you know? Um, Okay, kids, now it's time to work on our psychic abilities. You know, it's yeah. okay, get out your math books, you know. Except at Ambie's just... house. <laughs> maybe Love not, that. Maybe in my house, yeah. Cool ants. <laughs> yeah. So. That's, that's really, yeah, it's a really good perspective. And it, it's, it's really interesting to think about, you know, how to use these tools to just like better help our lives and the lives of those around us. Because I think that is also like one of the biggest questions people have or the the biggest things that stress people out that I hear of is like, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? Is that feeling of like, what am I supposed to be doing? What am I supposed to be doing? Because people can feel that they're here for a reason. And yes, part of the reason is just being and enjoying your life. Absolutely. But Mm -hmm. part of enjoying your life, I think, is feeling on purpose, feeling in purpose, feeling like you're doing the thing you came here to do. Um, and, and enjoying your being within that, you know? And so when someone feels lost in their purpose or unsure or not confident about it, I think that can lead to deep unhappiness and deep anxiety. So this is a very good tool to help give you kind of that outer structure so that you can play within it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, in addition to that, it can also elicit a response of like urgency kind of like 
along with anxiety and those kinds of things. And, and I want to make sure that I get this across to people because I, you know, when I say divine mission to people, they feel like, oh my God, I don't feel like I've completed some kind of divine mission, like, you know, mission, <laughs> mission to complete, yeah. you know, like, what do I need to do? Like, what is this divine mission? When truly in a lot of cases, uh, most cases, they are already doing those things they just don't realize it. So they have specific placements that indicate they're, they are psychically in tune with and connected to the collective sub and unconscious. This is a specific placement. And so these kind of people are natural born psychologists and psychiatrists, even though they're not, they're not, I'm not saying they have to be like certified in that or something, but just like in the way that there's someone who feels like people are generally drawn to them. Um, and they're the kind of people who you meet a perfect stranger and the next thing you know, they're telling you all kinds of deep story kind of something. And you're thinking, oh my God, why is this person telling me all this? What am I even going to say to this? But somehow you have the right words to say, the healing words to say, those kinds of things. And there's specific people that are uh, their, high, their higher selves will guide them to that person and uh, recognize that energy within them. And they have a specific aura connected to that um, psychic connection that they have. And so they're doing unseen or unrecognized healing work. You know what I mean? And that was a part of their divine mission. And some of those people may have even been soul contracted um, to come across them, to help them through specific things. So my point is, is that, you know, more, more times often than not, I'm offering a lot of confirmation for their divine mission, as opposed to giving them some new mission. Okay, here's your mission moving (laughs) forward. You know, go out here and do this. Um, It gives them the confidence to move forward with things, possibly even that they've already been thinking about. They're working some corporate job. They're miserable. They've been thinking about wanting to get into healing and they don't know if they should or they can or if they'll survive within it, you know. Uh, and everything in their chart points to that. And, and I give them that confidence and give them their power over, over those notions. Um, and this is, of course, without them telling me that's what they're thinking about. I tell them that's what they should be doing. That's what their chart says. And they're like, oh, my gosh, that's what I've been thinking about, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I just want to make sure that people realize that they, they don't need to feel like this anxiety around it. They're probably already doing it and or working towards it. Um, so it just gives confirmation and power. Totally. I think, I think sometimes people just need to be given that permission slip, like Mm -hmm. to do what they already know that they should be doing. But again, there's so many, um, ideas and concepts and pressures from society and people in your ear, speaking lack and fear and all this stuff because that's what they've experienced and it can really kind of uh yeah deteriorate your confidence even though you know in your heart hi puppies nope you won't do that (laughs) even though you we know in even though they know in their heart that they really um they really want to do this or are being called to this um by the way ricky perez hello ricky our dear friend says that has been happening to me most of my life it's beautiful and he was talking about what you were saying tracy about just like 
encountering people and they tell you all these things and, you know, you're, you know, so. And I'd put money on it that Ricky has those placements that I was talking about. <laughs> I bet so too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, this is great. And I, I just mm-hmm. had like one other, we're going to wrap up here, but one other question is like, what, since you work with so many star seeds, what is your perspective of like truly what, what, why would a soul incarnate as a star seed? Like I know, I know. Actually, we already talked about that. They they help like uh, heal family patterns and change things up. But like, what was the intention of a soul who is like I'm a star seed or or who came in as a star seed? Okay, so when I'm doing star seed confirmations, I'm specifically referring to those of Pleiadian descent. Okay. Pleiadians are the, oh, (laughs) Pleiadians are the others, quote unquote, who are dedicated to earth's proper ascension. So ancient civilizations and cultures that had a heightened awareness of, um, and a connection to the cosmos, uh, mathematics, you know, the structures of the, uh, the great pyramids and in alignment with Orion's belt and pie from the center of the period to the lion's gate, uh, center of the pyramid to the lion's gate on, um, August 8th every year. If you don't know about that, look that up. That's um, my wedding anniversary. Love it. That's super cool. That's a portal for consciousness that you got married on. Um, and, um, so they had help, right. And it was from the Pleiadians also like the crystalline grid of the earth, all of those things. This is all, Pleiadian work. Um, and like I said, they are very, they're, they're, in, they're dedicated to our proper ascension. They're very interested in us. They didn't understand why we didn't reach our highest potential spiritually than we uh, do when we're here. Um, and so that's literally it for the sake of the new age, for the sake of the age of Aquarius and where we should be as humanity. Um, star seeds are here to do just that. And as souls, we incarnate here for our soul's development. Uh, and that's why the earth plane is the only plane in which we experience pain and suffering. And that is for our soul's development. So I also want to throw in there if other people have heard like, oh, you've been incarnate in Andromeda or you're Syrian or any of those other things. This does not invalidate in any way, shape or form me giving them Pleiadian starseed lineage confirmation um, because just like you can also be um, Irish, Chinese, Native American, and Scottish, whatever right. here, so can you also be from multiple galactic lineages? Um, so that's Love why. Mm-hmm. Love you it. You just read my mind. That was my question. Yeah, because because Ambrosia, your your Ambrosia channels the Arcturian. So cool. Awesome. And so, you know, that might be specifically who she is um, embodying in terms of her abilities and things of that nature. But that does not by any means mean that she doesn't also have Pleiadian star markings, because oftentimes older souls and people who do have the ability to channel through specific um uh, beings and things like that. Um, they're very old masterful souls and they do come from multiple galactic lineages. They've spent time in, in the Pleiades. They've spent time in the Jupiterian realm. They've spent time here and there, you know, they have all of this experience. Um, and so they're able to come in with that much power and ability, uh, and force and all of those things. When you were talking about like, 
uh, child work. Gosh, it makes me emotional. I don't know why. I really don't know why. But no. when you were talking about um, like troubled childhoods, it really got me because I have this memory of being three and having a, like I, it was going, I was going through a really traumatic event. And I remember saying out loud, I just want to go home. And it wasn't mm-hmm. earth. It was somewhere mm-hmm. else. So it just, I don't know why this came up today, but it did. So thank you for bringing it up. Yeah, for sure. That gave me a little bit of chills. You know, uh, it's not uncommon for starseed children to have a longing for home and they don't know where that is. Um, but it's not here. And that's, it's because it's, it's true. And, and one of those reasons why we have that longing is, is, you know, the pain and suffering that we experience here, which then, uh, primes us to be the healers we intended to be right. Mm -hmm. Um, it's very hard. Earth is a very hard incarnation for star seeds because we're such light bodies. And this is a very dense existence, uh, a dense place to be. Um, and so, yeah, I, I honor the, the star seed and the light within you and everything you're doing. And I thank you for the work that you do here, star seed. And, um, you know, just, let, let all those feel all that stuff, all the emotions, people in the recorded readings, people are, or the phone call readings, people are constantly going into a state of getting emotional about stuff because it, it, it just gives you again, that warmth and a reminder and confirmation and, and something to, um, connect your traumas to and, and gives you power over those things. And, uh, a past to feel those things with gratitude because you do know that that home is somewhere else and that, you know, your, your entire star family is with you, um, all the time. And I actually around you have a very strong feeling of specific star beings like with you. And I don't know if they're just here with you at this time because of what you're speaking about. Cause I haven't even noticed it until right now, but I feel like they're almost like all like giving you like this warm glow hug of, of love and light right now around Mm. that stuff. Thank you so much. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much. And I see that in you too. Thank you. Oh, I love it. It's, (laughs) this is beautiful. This is a beautiful way to start wrapping up here. Thank you, Tracy, so much. And, and for those who are listening, who are like, all right, I'm in, like, how can I get one of these star seed readings? Uh, would love if you could share about how people can book with you and connect with you. Yep. So it's starseedsouls.com. Just one word, starseedsouls, plural.com. Yep. Perfect. Starseedsouls.com. We will put that link in the show notes on the audio version of this. For those of you watching on Facebook, you can follow the directions. Uh, you can and, <laughs> sorry, but you can follow the directions. Um, <laughs> and uh, and Tracy, thank you so much for being here. This is so thank beautiful you for to reconnect. Me. You're thank a beautiful you light. Yeah. So are both of you. I appreciate it so much. Love and light to both of you and to everyone thank watching. You. And I hope everyone has a good rest of your week. Okay. All right. Beautiful. Thank Bye, you, Tracy. Everyone. Bye. Keep thank on, you. Keep on blooming. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within. 